Hi, everyone. Welcome to the DoubleClutch.ca podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined in studio with my co-hosts, Imran and Nathan. For those who might not already be aware, we are a dedicated gaggle of gearheads who started a car magazine 10 years ago. Some of us have been here the entire time. Some of us are relatively new. And uh, Nick, why don't you tell us about what we got in the garage this week? Well, we got a couple of Porsches this week. We got a uh, Taycan and a 911 GTS. We also got a six-speed manual yeah. Nissan Z and a what was it Lexus NX450. Yeah. NX450, the plug-in hybrid. Yep. And last but not least, and I'm probably missing a few here, uh, last but not least, a also a six-speed manual Subaru WRX. Nathan, uh, no. Imran. Are you used to the body cladding yet? I feel like people might hate me for this, but yeah, I kind of like it. I When I saw it in pictures, I was like, yeah. but it kind of looks cool. I don't hate it as much as I used to. I still like am opposed to it on principle, but it's growing on me. Well, that's what happens with like every WRX that's come out since the dawn, since the, since the dawn of time. People on the internet hate on it, and suddenly... It ain't so bad. Yeah, it's just like um, something about it. It's very rally feeling to me. Like yeah. I want to take it off-roading somewhere and just be a complete hooligan. Uh, I thought that rear plastic black bumper would turn me off completely. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't. It feels weirdly rugged. I don't know if it actually is, but it feels like it is, and it makes me want to do bad things in the dirt. Yeah, there is like a certain level of like toughness with the stupid like ridiculous black body cladding because like you can pick up gravel chips and not worry yeah. about it because you're not damaging yeah. paint like the leading edges of the car are all protected yeah and uh like world rally blue with that uh it's the proper cladding color. yeah you got a nice spec on yours yeah we've had a couple red ones yeah. i think and like it works but yeah. the blues the blues is what what color that car is supposed to be yeah and, and absolutely maybe we should just clarify here if you haven't seen the wrx i mean hopefully you're googling it as we speak but um, there are some significant um, wheel well, what do we call it, bordering trim pieces. Yeah, like, um, there's fe- like fender arches that yeah. are like like a weird like hexagonal shape, exa- exaggerated hexagonal yeah, shape. Yeah, like two and a half, three inches around, and the back it's, bumper's all black plastic. It's the, f- it's the fenders that lose me. Um, I've seen various aftermarket companies, I the names of said aftermarket companies are slipping are slipping my mind right now, but I do know for a fact that people have started fucking with the body cladding. And you know what? When the body cladding is color matched around the wheel wells, it actually looks kind of good. I can see that working really well, like yeah. really well. I I feel weird. Like I leave it as is. I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> like, it's, I, it's I, I get where you're coming like, from. Like it's growing on me, and it's not that bad. I don't like hate it as violently as much as I used to. Um, speaking of which, Nick, I don't mean to point this out on air, but you forgot another car we have in the garage this week that I guess we'll save to the end because that was a fun one. You have a hot take for that. I do have a hot take for that vehicle. Uh, Back to the Rex. Um, But, like, I think it's a kind of thing where we can see that, I don't know, I think, like, if I saw an image of it, like, painted up properly, like, I could see that working really well. Yeah, I I have it. I just, I don't know, it's growing on me now that I've had it for a few days. Like, it feels different. Like, it feels Mm -hmm. like nothing else on the road so to speak mm. uh which is kind of novel in its own way yeah 
Um, but yeah, otherwise, like the car itself is is surprisingly fun. Um, it drives pretty well. Yeah, like the manual is not fantastic, um, and I'm gonna plug my my new Integra Type S that I have, and I feel <laughs> spoiled because when I drive that and then I drive the WRX, it's uh, quite the difference. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to transmission, but like power is good, even though it feels a little old school. Like it's, yeah. it doesn't really make power until like thirty eight, four thousand RPM, which almost, is kind of it's almost endearing that torque curve. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's a tiny bit old school. It's not as old school as it used to be. They've really yeah. tried to like yeah. iron the quirky character out of the engine, and yeah. it's still there. Yeah, yeah, which is at first I was kind of like. Where's the torque? Because you're so used to having, you know, all these cars now make peak torque at 1800 RPM yeah, or 2200 right RPM. Idle, and, and this doesn't. Like, this, yeah, you, you have to, to kind of wring it out. Yeah. And at first, you're kind of like, eh. And then after, you're like, wait, this is kind of fun. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's surprisingly good. Like, because we had one last year, and I remember driving that with, like, the most pathetic of expectations for it. And it yeah. really impressed me. That thing's pretty fun. Like, I, I think the only, like, drawback with that car is just. I find the front end, the steering is like weirdly overboosted and kind of numb. So you know, I, have you not noticed that? So I feel that it's very light. It's like very light. Very light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking for. I'm like, there must be a setting to tighten this up. Yeah. There isn't. And there I kind of. It's just like that. I kind of like the fact that it's basically a one and done package. Like, there's no drive modes. There's no like. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. I hate drive so modes. What you yeah. drive modes? That, like you get what you get. Deal with it. Although yeah. I will say that I had the BRZ last week or yeah. BRZ, um, and it suspension felt better sorted in the sense of it handled great and yeah. it was more comfortable than the WRX. Uh, the WRX kind of crashes over bumps a the little bit. BRZ was more comfortable. Yeah, really? Yeah, I feel really weird saying this, but I was thinking about this wow. really hard. Yeah, but. It feels like the WRX crashes harder over. Interesting. Over it might just be a proxy of it being just a heavier car, and the, the suspension has to work that much harder to absorb the body motions. Yeah, you you did have the luxury of like driving those two back to back. When I reviewed them last year, I uh, I had the WRX and the BRZ both stick, but maybe like two or three months apart. Right. I did find the WRX road maybe a little bit harsher than I was expecting, considering how comfortable other Subarus are. Yeah. Um, no, bro. And sports. <laughs> sports. <laughs> and and I also found that the BRZ, while still rode firm, uh, it was much improved over its predecessor, which we've discussed this in great detail last week. Uh, but I, I don't know. I didn't find the BRZ was more comfortable than the WRX. That's an. I, I can see. I can see no, I, I, I think I get what what Imran's saying because, yeah. like, I can see that the the Rex would like crash harder, would have like firmer shock yeah. compression, and you would feel that transmit more to the body. Um, comfortable is more subjective because I think the BRZ has less travel and it's a smaller yeah, car, so you feel it yeah. more. But it's just softer, so it's just like more. I think a little more like primary vibration you're feeling coming through the chassis, but but less body motion in the BRZ. Yeah. Yeah, or for or more. I'm getting mixed up here, but I hope y'all know what I mean. Someone's got to know what I mean, guys. Help me out, please. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Nathan. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense, though? Like, help me out here. Yeah. So you're you're saying Cause, that because the BRZ is a shorter wheelbase car, yeah. Right. So you would feel the motions transmit through the body more Correct. because there's greater leverage acting on the shorter lever. Yeah. That is the shorter chassis. But yeah, and it has less travel. But there's greater banging primary motion like just primary vibrations coming through the damping 
on the WRX because it has bigger wheels and more mass, and it's all being transmitted through the chassis. Yeah, so I so I think that I may be way off base here. I'm so, not an engineer. I'm so just a guy. The BRZ going over a pothole huh? felt like it was uh, it was rounded off. Like the the impact was rounded off a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the WRX felt like it was it just... It crashes. Yeah, yeah. Harsher, yeah which is not what I expected. Yeah, I thought it'd be the other way around. Yeah, because there was more mass leaning on that shock yeah. tower, just banging into yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think that's that's what it is. But um, overall, surprisingly good car, even for the price. Uh, yeah. I think we were talking about it's earlier. It's really good value, eh? L- yeah. Like lower... Okay, so, so you kind of lose me as you climb up through the trim level ladder, uh, which we'll get to. Um, but... It starts at what thirty two k thirty two. I saw one like thirty four. Thirty four. I just looked at thirty four now. Yeah. So I saw one last year on a Subaru showroom for thirty two. Yeah, that's pretty good value. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's great. Like, like what else can you get in like at thirty two? Say low low mid thirties. Low mid thirties. The only cars I can think of. Well, no, nothing else. Yeah. Wheel drive. Yeah. Wait, I'm probably forgetting. That's right. The Mazda three. Isn't that closer to forty though? Isn't the the Mazda three all-wheel drive? I think it's uh, It's off the top of my head. I like thirty-six. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they come like by default pretty well equipped, and they're also automatic only. So that's probably like a a default no for a lot of people. So, Um, but they're great cars. The trim we have of the WRX is the Sport, I believe, and it's priced at thirty-nine three. At thirty nine three, really forty. Mm-hmm. What are you taking instead? Ooh, it, what? What don't you take for? I don't know. Okay, anymore. if you don't need, and this is the consensus that I came to in my in my review last year, my hot take. If you don't need all wheel drive, you can do a lot better for like forty forty five k ish. Because the limited tops out at forty four ish, I believe. Yeah, I wouldn't do the limited. Yeah, at thirty nine, I think. Yeah, there's still a business drive. case for like, thirty nine. Yeah, yeah, like you're talking the Civic Touring that I had a few weeks ago, which I loved. I thought yep. it was fantastic. But I mean, you're getting almost a hundred less horsepower. Yep. You're getting yeah. It's, it's not drive. a sport compact. It's just a nice uh, little economy car. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. way better. Like the interior is leaps and bounds yep. better in yeah. the in the Civic. But in terms of like what you're getting in Civic performance wise. A Civic Si. You can get a Civic Si. Yeah. So uh, Civic Si is what now? Forty? Uh, no, no. A Civic Si like thirty four, I think. Is it? Th- it was. There was thirty three last year because I remember comparing it yeah. to the Integra A spec that I had. I think it was thirty three last year. It's probably gone up a little bit. I want to say mid to high thirties. Hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to look this up online while you guys keep chatting. Thirty nine to forty is also well within hitting distance from the Elantra N. I was going to say the Hyundai N cars are a no brainer. Oh yeah, they, they're the best driving cars um, under fifty. Best driving front wheel drive economy cars. I, I'm sad under to fifty say grand you can buy that I've I've yet to drive one. Oh, they're magnificent, dude. They're so good. Yeah. Um, you can really 40. feel the poaching from the M division. Like they're so good. Relatively base-ish, or maybe, or maybe even a mid-spec GTI. I wouldn't do a GTI. We we were discussing this off yes. mic earlier. I, I wouldn't would. do a GTI just because the infotainment is so aggressively <laughs> awful. Yeah, uh, you a do G- a GLI. A GLI is, is a no-brainer. They're yeah. terrific cars. Yeah, Re- like really, like it's yes. like. A GLI, I haven't driven the new ones. I used to own, like, I had, like, a 2014 or something. I actually really enjoyed it. Probably almost nothing's um, changed. <laughs> but, like, the GLI on paper today looks like a worse GTI. It looks like a worse GTI, 
but like it's still 230-ish horsepower, and it feels like way more than that. That car did yeah. not feel slow. That car did not feel well, like it felt way more pokey than 230 horsepower. Even with like the Mark Fives and Mark Sixes when they were rated at at like 200, 210 horsepower, they felt way yeah, more. Yeah, they peppy. like they feels quick. They sound great, like a lot better than the Golf GTI and Golf R. I don't know how or why. I don't know what they set up differently on the GLI, but it yeah. sounds way more throaty. Oh. Almost like mm-hmm. like like a little sprinkling of like classic Subaru purple in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I find they're a lot more usable because you have like a giant back seat and a giant trunk and yeah. the handlebar and they're pretty light and they're well made and they have the good older infotainment. Like and like my GLI tester last year was thirty two grand, like fantastic value. That's fair. The yeah. SI, by the way, thirty seven six now. Thirty seven six now. Yeah. Wow. Not including uh, Freight and PDI. Ew. So yeah, we're talking. Damn I, mean, I guess not you, but that's a big jump year over year. That is a massive jump. Yeah, it's a lot for two. What still two hundred horsepower, right? Yeah. Oh, well, what's that base Integra A spec go for? I don't know. Mine. So mine last year was like decked loaded because an A spec yeah. is the loaded one. Yeah. And then the sorry. S- let, let me re- let me rephrase that. A a what what's the cheapest stick integra you can buy and that's the rub so you can only get the stick on the a spec yeah, and i think right. it's like a one or two thousand dollar option so i remember my tester last year was 43 grand which at the time was nine more than a, a civic si yeah and as, as much as i like that car like in a vacuum it's a yeah. nice vehicle but like when you start talking about dollars and cents and what else is out yeah. there it falls apart in a hurry yeah well, it, well even the wx like in a vacuum it's a great car it, it's it's peppy, it's stick, it's pretty good in winter too. Um, but when you and Imran just has his phone out, he is uh, showing us the uh, a spec. Yeah, a manual Integra is like the cheapest manual Integra is now forty seven thousand dollars. Jesus, it's hard. Okay, to so 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 both the Civic Si <laughs> and the Integra picked up a year over year. Price can of like so four grand. That's All a right. lot on a thirty-ish thousand dollar car. That's yeah, a percentage lot. wise. Yeah. Like that's insane. All right, here's here's a question for you fellas. If you're going for the for a WRX Limited, fully loaded, all the bells and whistles. Um, as far as I know, you can only get the Limited with the CVT for about forty-four ish grand. No. Would you spend the extra three? To lose all-wheel drive, gain the manual, and a much nicer interior. No. Ooh, that's uh. If those are my only two options, like between yes. between an automatic WRX and an Integra A spec, I would go stick to Integra A spec. I'd go A spec. Uh, if those were the only two options, yeah. yes. But if we're adding the SI into the mix, I would save. I take $10, an SI. Can I just jump off a bridge instead? <laughs> um, <laughs> although, granted, having said that, I mean, like, so we had uh, Addy had a. WRX Sport Tech, so like loaded or loaded ish yeah. with the CVT last yeah. year. Yeah. It was surprisingly good. Like, actually, honest to God, I know you're going like to look at CVT? me like I'm dumb. Yeah. Actually, you know surprisingly what? good. Wow. The CVT WRX is what the Legacy GT should be. Yeah. yeah. I really like the Legacy GT I had. That that car made a lot of sense to me. I don't love modern Subarus, which kind of pains me because, like, they, that brand used to be like very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. For, no reason in particular. I just like the way the wagon <laughs> looked in Gran Turismo 1. Okay, um, okay. And, um, yeah, the Legacy GT made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Like, that that carries Subaru's, like, new mature thing oh, yeah. way better. Yeah. Like, I still have a massive, massive, massive soft spot for the fourth-gen Legacy GT. Yeah. Um, having driven the, the new one, 
it was a little underwhelming, but when I got into the WRX, uh, I, I stole it from Maddie for a weekend, uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is what the Legacy GT should be. It's got the hood scoop. Yeah. It's, it's automatic, but it's actually responsive. I think, and I think that CVT is the best one on the market. It's actually wow. super impressive. It's I would, very I, good. I, I wouldn't think that I would say that I need to experience a CVT, but it... Uh, oh, well, a specific I, Like, I'm not CVT. saying, like, wow, it's amazing. You should really yeah. get it. Yeah. But, like, it's for but, what it is, it's actually quite impressive. By right. no means is it better than any sort of dual clutch that you get in the GTI or a GLI. But, again, for a CVT, it's so impressive. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. Nice. So Subaru spent money there yeah. and have like the hollowest of interior panels in existence. Yeah, you know what? Like the stuff that counts. Okay, <laughs> they got the most balling ass CVT in the business, right. and you're on your own. <laughs> I w- like, I actually don't mind the WRX's interior, um, and here's where I'm coming coming from. Having spent, having just reviewed the Crosstrek Onyx. I totally thought that the WRX's, sorry, that the Crosstrex interior was 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 going to be more was was going to be just a little more similar to the WRX's in that it it had slightly nicer materials, uh, a bit more a bit more stitched panels, but I don't know, it just felt the Crosstrex felt underwhelm, underwhelmingly cheap, uh, and I made no bones about the lack of cohesion in that interior. Yeah. <laughs> but if only the Crosstrek had the WRX's interior, I would like the Cross... I would like like the Crosstrek a lot If more. the Crosstrek had the WRX's engine, it'd be pretty terrific. <laughs> that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the move they should have been making. Like, well, like well, apparently now Subaru, in J- Subaru Japan has a lifted Lavorg. I think it's called the Lavorg Layback. Yeah. Um... Which is basically a jacked-up Lavorg with body cladding, and as soon as I saw those pics, that actually Arthur, shout out Arthur, hey man, uh, sent us in the double clutch chat. Um, as soon as I as soon as I saw those pics, I the first thing I thought was, fuck, Subaru is really going through a lot of effort to not give us the <laughs> Crosstrek XT that everyone <laughs> wants. Um, Nick, help me out here. I'm not super up on JDM things anymore. Can you fill me in on what a Lavorg is? So a Lavorg, um, barring the extremely weird name, is essentially a WRX wagon. Oh. I see. No body cladding. I was going to say, did I also notice it didn't have body cladding? Uh, the standard Lavorg does not have body cladding. Oh, that okay. Because I remember like sh- looking at those pictures. Like I don't know what that thing is, but it looks yeah. actually pretty handsome. It's been around for, yeah. It's been around for a couple of generations now. Okay. Lavorg. As far as I know, they're CVT only, but it's a goddamn WRX wagon. The Le- Lavorg. Oh, that's cool. I know it's an interesting name. I Weird wonder name. what it means. I, I okay. think in I think in Australia it's actually called the WRX uh, Sport wagon or something like that. that but that tracks, yeah. But um, in in the land of the rising sun, it is the Lavorg. They don't want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google Translate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you do that, um, so overall, WRX solid car. Yeah, uh, yeah could be uh, the interior could be a little better, but uh, it's not bad for for how much you're paying. Um, but we have a lot of other really cool shit. We do. Uh, so cool shit number one in the garage this week is the 911. Is the Porsche 911 
Okay, here's the full name. The Porsche 911 Carrera 4 GTS. So from now on, we'll just call it the 911 GTS. It is a technically good car, but it just doesn't stir much emotion for me. It doesn't tickle my brain the same way as the LC500 or the M8 Comp does. So so first of all, just to give everyone a visual, it's what, Carmine Red, I think it's called? Yes, lovely spec. Uh, uh, Carmine Red, so a little darker than Guards Red. Uh, it pops beautifully in the sun. Yeah. Uh, it's more... When, when the sun hits it just right, it's orange-ish. It's a bit of, it's a bit of an orange tinge to it. Uh, it's got uh, satin black wheels uh, with the uh, center locking um, yeah. lug just nut. Useless I for guess. a street car, but I yeah. hate the center locking lugs, man. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a big fan of like right to repair, and that is so like yeah. go fucking die. Yeah. Like, and don't <laughs> touch your car ever. Like I hate that. Yeah, and, nobody uh, needs it. Interior is basically uh, there's a bit of leather in there, but I'd say it's mostly Alcantara, and you know it's obviously got the red seat belts that probably cost like five hundred bucks. Yeah, probably more. And then I I love the 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 red uh, analog yeah uh, tachometer. That's that's pretty cool. Bring back analog gauges. Yeah, they probably. look so much better. Porsche and does analog plus digital really well. well. Yeah, but they're oh, getting, yeah. they're getting rid of it on the next model. Are they actually? Yeah, at least I saw oh. spy pictures where it's all a digital screen. So basically, how much money those needles cost, dude? Yeah, but yeah, but it's Porsche. Charge two thousand dollars for an analog gauge option. I bet people they will. will. People will buy it. The, I, actually, I can almost guarantee they will. Call it now. <laughs> They're gonna release yeah. some some sort of heritage edition. Heritage edition <laughs> of the of the GT three of the next gen GT three, and it's gonna have a stake in analog gauges, and it's gonna gonna cost like seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. yeah. dollars. And before I, it's released, I think it, they're all they're, they'll all be sold out. It's gonna manifest more in 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 the shape of it'll just be like a heritage gauge cluster. And that'll yeah. be a four thousand yes. dollar option. Yeah, very much yeah. so. Oh. But I, I uh, like I know Nick. That's your presser. I, uh, yeah. I, I, li- I liked it. I in a day and age where turboed cars sound yeah. terrible, uh, I think it sounded pretty good. It's a great soundtrack. Um, it's a good mix of like a bit of that classic flat six. Um, I didn't get that. No, I got a bit of it. I didn't get um, that. Dude, we just drove like that in a classic flat six today, and like it's got. Nothing so my that. my Boxster sounds better. I will plug myself. Well, you also here. Yeah. you also uh, have a normally aspirated. Like, plus, you did a lot of work. Yeah, to like the, the exhaust. Yeah, yeah, the Boxster I was playing with that has had no work done to the exhaust and needs catalytic converters. Oh, also I think sounds, sounds great. Better. Yeah, yeah, that like, sounds great too. It's like there, there is like kind of like the Subaru like flat burble. Like there is a little bit of that yeah. in there that this car does not. But have. but I think if you like if you compare it to other Porsches that um, are naturally aspirated or whatever, sure, it doesn't sound as good, but. On its own, it sounds pretty. Like it sounds cool. It's surprisingly loud. Actually. It is. Like, it is. Yeah. yeah, and you also kind of get a a bit of intake noise. Maybe that's just me, but I kind of pick, picked up on yeah. just a yeah. little bit do of we, an intake whistle. In do there. we know if Porsche does the speaker augmentation garbage? I don't know. Couldn't I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume yes. <laughs> Most likely, but also helps that the engine is literally behind your yeah, yeah behind and you your like, face. You you if they do some speaker enhancement you don't really like the sounds feel like they're coming from the back like yeah. it, it it feels natural yeah um, and speaking of that engine uh, how much power does that thing have uh, 5 million it's a Porsche they underrate everything i, I feel like 44 we should know this but i feel like 444 is the number i feel it's, like it's 444 but like in typical Porsche fashion it's probably 444 on 87 octane <laughs> at 10,000 feet with bad spark yeah. plugs. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll admit Imran 
um, you got me this week. I know I always grill you with the <laughs> MSRPs, with the MSRP or the as tested prices. I got him. I got but him. Yeah. You finally got him. It just me has now. a lot of power. <laughs> it does. Do you need to yeah. know? It's just no. it's a lot. So that's the point. Fast. That's the point. Four seventy three. Four seventy three. Okay. So four forty four. I think is the the regular S, but yeah. Um, it has way more power than you need. Uh, I do like how they tried to, uh, I guess, mimic a naturally aspirated yeah. power curve. Uh, there's not like a yeah. swell of torque that happens immediately. Like it, it does build up power yeah. as the as the runs climb. It doesn't quite whack you in the uh, in the in the lower back quite like the WRX does, or uh, yeah. pretty much any other um, yeah. or the any e- other like e- older EQS. Turbo yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that later. That. But yeah, I don't know. I just I got the imp- I I get the impression that it's a technically great car. Um, it makes all the right noises. Yeah. Um, the power delivery is lovely. There's actually a good amount of steering feedback to it. Agreed. Um, steering is responsive, but it just doesn't really. It's too sterile. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really invoke the same amount of emotion out of me as the M8 competition or an LC500 would do at a fraction of the price. Yeah, it's 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 a little too sterile. It's too perfect for me. And this is the weirdest nitpick. It's too yeah. perfect. I feel like they spent, we were talking about this off mic, they spent way too much time, like, it feels like the, the engine sound that they made is, like, over-curated. It's too perfect. It's too, like, carefully manicured. And Maybe. I feel like that's the centered draw of that car like outside of the fact that it's a 911 and they sell themselves and they're stupidly fast and bomb proof reliable yeah i feel like this is something i thought about a while ago when we were talking about the challenger and and i forgot to bring this up on mic if you were deaf would that car be exciting (laughs) the challenger no No. 911 oh think about it it would i don't think the car doesn't feel like anything it is technically absolutely masterful like like if the chassis is impeccable it all feels good enough it just doesn't feel like anything yeah, yeah. I, I i get what you're saying in the sense of when you're talking about the lc you're talking about the uh yeah uh, m8 the 911 is the car that i'd take to the track if you're telling me to pick one yep. Uh, yep. that's the one i would take there because yep. it that's, feels that's the correct answer perfectly capable uh but I get what you're saying in terms of the hooliganism aspect of it and the sort of theater. Because it's so perfect, it doesn't necessarily have that. And I don't know if it's because we have a Carrera 4, like the all-wheel drive. Maybe the rear-wheel drive version has is a little bit more fun, playful. I don't know. But yeah. I completely you, you agree. You would have to be going so fast to get anything out of that rear-wheel driveness. Yeah. Because the chassis is so perfect. Yeah. I think that's the other problem with the car. Is that like, yeah, if you do, so if, much if you're doing anything to make that chassis feel like it's beginning to think about working, you have lost your license like half an hour ago. Hmm. Like... It, it's yeah. so fast. Yeah. It's so it's very good. Like the it's probably the best car I've ever not liked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that yeah. yeah. It's so that's, good. It's perfect. I, I, good, don't, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't kick it out of bed. I don't know. I've always been came in over 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 nine over nine over nine eleven. Yeah, okay. The mid engine chassis definitely more playful. Yeah. No doubt about it. There's something you said about the 911s, like, and this is, I guess, exactly what we're talking about. Just its flawlessness in terms of like, yeah. you can just mash the throttle on a damn near 500 horsepower car, and it'll just 
connect go. and go. Yeah, every time yeah. without fail. Um, there's also something to be said for, like, it's a 9-11. It looks like a 9-11. It has mm-hmm. the presence of a 9-11. Like, yeah. that's why they sell themselves. Everyone wants a 9-11 as, like, their stupid Oakville bougie <laughs> daily. Even they should be buying M850s because that's the way better daily. Um, but, like, that's that's what that car is for. Is you buy the 9-11 because it's the 9-11. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And this is just the spicy 911, but not the crazy spicy 911. I want, yeah. uh, ho- and hopefully we get one at some point, like a 911T. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. talk about that, you know, lighter base engine, which I think I've driven a base 911, yeah. 992, and I thought it was more than enough power. I think it's like around 400 or something. I don't know, but um, way more than enough. But I'd be curious to drive a 911T. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I feel like peak modern 911 was like the 9972. Oh, yeah. And yeah. even then, like those cars, I, I see those cars being used as just like commuter dailies. It's for people who want to flex. And like, they're too sports car y for that. Yeah. Like, like, they ride, like, they're hard. They're like really talkative yeah. and communicative, yep. which is great in a sports car, but that's not usually what they get used for. Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm very upset that the, the prices on those have skyrocketed. Yeah. I feel like most of them are just companion pieces for the Cayenne next to it in the garage. Like, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but like, here's the thing for like, for like eighty, well, like on the used market, they're what like eighty ish. It de- depends, eighty to hundred, depending on spec. Yeah, I think so. Versus a versus just over two hundred grand as tested for our uh, for our. That car is two hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, they're not cheap. I know they're not, not cheap, cheap but like that doesn't even have. I'm not sure that car is special enough for 200 grand, which yeah. is something we'll get into with another car that's also 200 grand Absolutely. and not special later. Um, but it, I feel like a nine a 9972 is modern enough, and it and it still tickles the analog parts of parts yeah. of your brain without managing to cost 200 grand. Yeah, yeah. I think 97.2 is fit. Perfect. Yeah. 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 And we're to, uh, what is that? Oh, nine to 12, right? I think thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just have a very like raw feel to them. They, they mm-hmm. feel sports car. Yeah. Um, and like, that's what a nine eleven should sound like. I feel like that's going to be the next, like, you know, how, how everyone now is like fawning over Radwood and oblivion era eighties and nineties cars. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the next big thing. Like, Early to mid two thousands, when cars were starting to feel modern, but still managed to blend like that analog nature that we love, I feel like that that's going to be the next big thing. The next big era. So, yeah. what else falls in that category? We're talking I'm, I'm early to mid two thousands, like Ether nine five. Well, that's 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 I would categorize that more late nineties ish. Because I think when I think of mid two thousands, I think of when E sixty M five. I think of E sixty M five when things are like way big and crazy complicated and usually very heavy. Cars yeah. were like fat between like 05 and fifteen. Yeah. And they've only started <laughs> to trim back a little bit now, just to meet like emissions targets and cost. Because you realize yeah. that much metal is expensive. Like <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's a, like, 500-pound chasm between an 02 Mercedes E55 and an 03 Mercedes E55. That's nuts. That's a lot of weight to yeah, put and, on in and, the air. And, and, and in those extra 500 pounds, you get a marginally bigger car. Like, marginally bigger car, but you get yeah. air suspension that doesn't work. You get a supercharger that doesn't work. You're still stuck with a stupid open limited, uh, open differential. 
Yeah. Like it's, I, I don't know where it went other than for crap that wasn't needed. Yeah. I feel like the sweet spot you're talking about is like late 90s, early 2000s. Mid 2000 onwards, at least for me in my head, the cars I think of are kind of, uh. Yeah, that's fair. I kind of feel like, like mid 2000s is where like all of our favorite cars yeah. died. Yeah. Like, hmm. like a lot. Died or of, got fat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bringing back to the point of our WRX, bug eye WRXs, they they came they came out around in they came out in two thousand two. Yeah, that's true. Those, are, the, those were always cool. The arguably the golden era for a lot of enthusiasts is the 04 to 06s. The um, yeah, the blob eye. Yeah, affectionately yeah. known. Probably as. the Hawkeye is the best car. Apparently, I agree. Yeah. I don't disagree. But, but yeah, it's like mid two thousands. It still gave you that old school Subaru feel. Yeah, while also managing to like feel also somewhat modern. Also. The car that I have a personal massive soft soft spot for, the Fortune Legacy GT, fucking oh five to oh nine. That's a golden era. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty, okay. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah. I'm looking at it kind of through my own lens of like I don't know E90? Europansky fanciness. E ninety E ninety two M three. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, I concede. You are correct. Oh five to like say twelve yeah. cars were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, even my old. Even my old G thirty five coupe, I I still feel like I, I still get nostalgic about that thing sometimes. In that, ew, I still hate it. <laughs> I I still why hated that car. Um, but Manu- that's manual? something. We'll, sorry, manual. Yeah, we'll get that later. <laughs> um, that means a no. Shut up. We'll get that later. Oh my god! It actually means oh, you had an automatic no. G thirty five. You still talking? There is a flex. <laughs> Shut up. Um, why are you a bad person? Well, Will you just let me finish this train of thought? I'm sorry. Jesus I'm... Christ, I can't. Okay. <laughs> Even my old G35, it was an 05, but it still felt nice. It's and it also managed to also feel communicative. Like yeah. you like you still got steering wheel and yes, I still had three goddamn pedals. The well, de- you weren't the- just saying yes. Wait, so yeah. I had to assume you were like hiding away or from something. Are you talking shameful. about the dead? Are you talking about the dead pedal? No, <laughs> that's the no. answer. No, that's not a pedal. How many but gears? Six, <laughs> not five. Five is what the automatics had. I had six gears all to right, choose from. Right. I feel like I should give a little bit of like context to this conversation. So, for those who may not be aware, um, Nicholas and Adweight are big fans of the Infinity G35. I never said I'm a big fan of the G35. I said I'm nostalgic about my particular car. Really? Yes. I don't know why I'm projecting that. I think because it's you and Addy who talk about G35s a lot. Yeah, because like I'm nostalgic about it. Oh, okay. He's the one who's shout out Addy. He's the one who's obsessed with those things, and I don't know why. Like, it, I, it's because one, it's, it was like it, it was. If you had one of those in your like high school or university days, like that w- that was a flex. Again, mid two thousands cars. I'm telling you, that's the next thing. I don't. Uh, I just. <laughs> I feel like the Infiniti G35, much like certain generations of BMW 3 Series, is a, is a car that has been absolutely ruined by the people who bought them. Just like 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 mm-hmm. retroactively destroyed, kind of oh, like season eight of Game of Thrones. Totally. How it was like a fantastic oh, like garbage. how yeah how that one bad season of television ruined several years of a masterpiece that no one wants to go back and watch anymore because it was that bad. I feel like the G35 has that problem. I just like pathologically G35 them. owners sorry G35 coupes specifically coupes sedans for some reason are fine they're unscathed coupes uh, uh, just yeah no no I no. wouldn't say the sedans are unscathed either they're, less scathed uh, less scathed I've seen the people driving sedans they're 
same people who can't well they're the same people who want the coupe but can't afford it so they go for the sedan yeah it's funny how like the nissan 350z and 370z avoided this but the infinity's caught all of this yeah no, but would you say the 350 avoided it though? I I feel like so they're much. all mangled, mashed. Uh, I feel like not to the same ruined. extent. I feel like 370s have avoided it for the most part, but I definitely do see more clapped 3 350s yeah. than not. I disagree, dude. Okay, I really? like five. I, I okay. Find a okay, good let, one. let's play a game. When was the last time you recall seeing a bone stock G35 coupe? Ever. Yeah, no, it's been forever. Yeah, now when was the last time you I saw see, a bone I, stock 350Z? Because I saw I, one two days no, ago. Same, I, saw a, yeah. I, I saw a bone stock G35 coupe last week. What, okay, what about before that? Well. Is this the exception that proves the rule? <laughs> <laughs> no, but a 350Z, same thing. Like, you don't see... I don't see them you around. Don't see a it's lot, been a long time like, since like, I've seen the You don't see a lot of them, but, like... I don't know. In my, in my travels, like, I see more of them clean than G35s. I'd be curious to see what 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 happens with the new Z Z. And let's get into that. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so this week, uh, John has a Nissan. F- we keep calling it a four hundred Z. We keep calling it a four hundred Z, and it's not. It's just the Z Z, whatever you want to call it. I had to bite my tongue just now, not yeah. to call it a four hundred. Yeah. The fair lady, if you're a fancy boy, and I I think it's pretty good. Like I like it. I, yeah. I, I don't love it. I generally like it. And I think, and anyone who who's knows me who's listening to this knows, I probably like it because it feels like an old car. Yeah. Because yeah. it's an old car. Yeah. So, first of all, I think it's literally the same press car we had last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, really? don't, don't do that to I me, mean, son. He actually might be right, <laughs> though. Actually, the they're both, like, they're both blue and Manual They're and both like blue manual, like same what, spec. What like, was the mileage, guys? What's the mileage on that thing? What I is the mileage on that? Yeah, thing? Do you guys know? Not off my head. I didn't. <laughs> Should I like walk off? I can go find out right now. <laughs> I didn't touch it yet, but I after this, I will go and look at my review from last year and verify the plate. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's the same car. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise anyway, me at all. Uh, that's point number one. Point number two, I think it's one of the best new cars on the market. New old cars. New old cars on the market. Oh, yeah, no, it is okay. So I had the automatic presser. Yeah, and and I kind of felt the same way. It was this yeah. weird, like this car is objectively not good. Yeah, but I'm having a good time. It just triggers a certain sense of nostalgia that really, it just all combines to like, I don't know it. It it I very few cars can really match the sense of nostalgia that the new Z. Yeah, it offers. feels right. Like like to like to trans like uh, to channel like my influence from regular car reviews. Like I just like the way it feels. It just it yeah. feels very right. Yeah. Like the steering is organic and it's good and it's well weighted and it's natural yeah. and it's nice. To, I I yeah. like like the chunky crunchy shifter that you and I yeah. were talking about earlier. Imran reminds me of the my G thirty five. Which was the same gearbox. It was the same CDO six gearbox. Um, Nick's really trying to save that car. Yeah, like like I I, I, I like that it's set up car. like kind of roly poly nineties ish, where it has like a good amount of yeah. give. It'll, it yeah. has like a fair bit of body motion, but not in a terrible way. And anyone who's buying one of those to go fast is gonna do aftermarket things to it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I I will say like some of the like like mid corner handling was a little too like all over the place for me a little bit but yeah um but overall like yeah it had this nostalgia feel to it yeah. uh, and it looks great 
It's yeah. surprisingly tail happy. Um, I love the look. That's yeah. a fantastic looking uh, car. Like they crushed that. They nailed I, that. And you can actually get get it in some pretty wild specs as well. I'm yeah. pretty sure you can get. It, you, I'm pretty sure you can still get it with the blue interior. Nice. Um, yeah, mine had the blue interior. It was yeah, great. Your, your, yeah, I loved your it. Your automatic. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you can spec the yellow with the blue interior. That'd be kind of that'd gaudy. be like peak terrible. Yeah, but yeah, no. It's it does everything that a car enthusiast wants, right? But where it loses me is the price. That's what's wrong with that car. If that yeah. car were twenty grand cheaper, it'd be like seventeen out of ten perfect. Yeah, yeah, but twenty. Okay, so twenty grand cheaper is what is the MSRP? Sixty four for our tester. Yeah, sixty four. That's a lot of. You're, you're, you're knocking like, on super territory at that point. You are. You are. And and but the thing is, is like you knock twenty grand off. You're talking about you're a few grand away from a BRZ. Like that's mm, okay you right it's like no no, no. no wait how much is it yours has like 39 like on a the highest version no. i think yeah no, i have um, i have subaru canada open on, on my tab right now okay so like like maybe 20 is a bit of a stretch yeah. maybe i'm just being cheap but like yeah, 10 to 15 perhaps, the problem yeah. is that it, it, in its price range right now it's 64 you're within spitting range of a supra you're within spitting range of the ct4 v blackwing i had last week so you get like the, another turbo v6 engine yeah. with yeah. the way better chassis a way more modern chassis and another set of doors and a trunk you can actually use for like six grand more. Yeah, like it, there's a lot of like kind of no brainer ups or down moves from that car. Yeah, it's in a weird Fair. no man's land. Um, the most expensive BRZ you you can get with a stick is thirty three four ninety five. Thirty three? Yeah, Jesus. So it's really so so it's a solid ten grand cheaper than a base Z. They started at about forty five. So here's where Nissan would get me back. If they found a way to, to to make the good brakes and the limited slip diff yeah. standard, if not introduced on a new trim level, price yeah. it under fifty grand, then you got me back. That's then. the move. Like like yeah. have like the base car plus they call it like the club pack or whatever that yeah. gets yeah. like the LSD and and the brakes for like three or four more. Keep it under fifty. Yeah. You're you're in pretty good shape at that point. Funny thing is that's what Nissan did with the three seventy towards the tail end yeah, of its life. Yeah, I was life. just gonna say. Yeah, they 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 had the sport Wait, all the really? good shit you want, um, and it was under forty. Should I be yeah. in product planning? Yeah. <laughs> Am I no, being undervalued that, here? The the three seventy <laughs> did come down in price yeah. significantly. Yeah. Like uh, it was a its life cycle. Well, yeah, because they like paid 30. off the tooling like a hundred years yeah. ago. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that thing was a steal when it was thirty grand. So, speaking of which, though, we're talking about the high price of the Z and the Nismo Z is on its way. Dude, with the Nismo Z, give me the Supra any day of the week. I, I would, I would think so. Considering, as well. like, okay, I know we obviously we obviously haven't driven the Nismo Z yet, so I'll reserve my final judgment until we. Uh, until we spend some sea time with it, but given your experience with the nine-speed automatic, I'm kind of already leaning towards the Supra. Yeah, I will. I will bow down in amazement if Nissan turns that nine-speed yeah. into something other than utter dog shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will totally bow down to that if they're capable. I, Apparently, it, it, there's a lot of mechanical and software changes. I, I believe it. I have like every confidence that they will very much like we all thought Subaru wouldn't make a CVT interesting. I have every confidence that they will make that transmission good and tight and crisp yeah. and responsive and like justify it. Right. I don't think it'll get anywhere. Just how old that chassis is. I don't think it'll get anywhere close to how tight the Supra is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way. Like, 
and also that nine speed is like hamstrung with whatever Nisbo throws at it, and it's competing with a super with a BMW motor and a ZF8. Yeah, like, mm. like you're, you're, you're sorry, no, you're losing. I will be shocked well, to my core if it, it comes even close. Yeah. And I, I, I say I like Nissans. Like, I grew up playing Gran Turismo. I have a special affinity for Nissans. I adore them. I really wanted to love the Z. And it's good. It's just not... That, that, mm, yeah, I don't no, know. That, that's fair. It's just, I, just to exp- like, I feel like a base car... The car Nick's talking about yeah. is the car that doesn't exist. Yeah. A base plus a sport pack would be, like, pretty excellent. Yeah. Like, really good. I am I am super curious about this Nismo though. I I agree with you. I don't have those I don't have lofty expectations that it'll yeah. dethrone yep. anything. But I am still very curious just cuz with the current Z, it's um they somehow got it wrong and right somehow mm-hmm. and I feel like with the Nismo they're going to do the same thing. So I'm just very curious as to what it's going to be yeah. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the only thing wrong with the ZZ Fair Lady whatever 400 is <laughs> Is like its price tag, yeah, yeah, and I, I don't like. Okay, actually, talk to me. Like, what are we, what are we getting for the sixty-four grand above and beyond the base car outside of the Brembos and a limited slip? Like, like, fe- it, like feature-wise, yeah. Think? Like, is yeah, the base I, car cloth seats? I legit don't know. Like, I don't know because I've never seen one. Base car does have cloth seats. I think it has a slightly smaller infotainment screen. Oh uh, uh, no, no has Bose audio, the, I guess, no which Bose. wasn't great, anyways. Yeah. No highs, no lows. Must be bows. Um, Never heard that. (laughs) But I agree. Did you tape that for me or did you tape that? No, that's also regular car reviews, isn't it? No, I taped that from a uh, former uh, double clutch alum. Um, Pretty good. uh, You you get the smaller 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 brakes, uh, open diff, and no lip spoiler. And and I think 18s, I think, instead of 19s? I think they're 18s. uh, And I think the seats are different like leather little... with like cloth inserts or some garbage like that i or... think they're fully cloth but they have a bit less bolstering okay oh uh, speaking of the, the seats just because i have a terrible attention span but uh those nismo seats look cool i've not seen them no they're largely the same as the previous nismo i don't know they look seats. they look cool i don't know if they're which they look stuff they, 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 they look, look great cool. to be fair they kind of look like like a reskin version of the old uh nismo cars but they do look really cool yeah are they ricard I think they were in Probably. the old one. They were, yeah, yeah. I think I think they are again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that looked kind of cool. But yeah, curious to see what that'll be like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know for like sixty-five, seventy grand. It's up. It's up against a lot of stiff competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what? What does what does a Cayman start at now? At one I point, it was sixties. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if yeah, it is yeah. Today, I, don't, I don't know anymore, to be honest. And like. There's also like what does a Cayman start at and what does a Cayman that you would want cost yeah. out the door or, or can get? Yeah, because if you yeah. walk into a Porsche dealer and say I will take a base Cayman, no yeah. options. Like, no, they're you're gonna not. say no, get out. no, yeah. You're not. yeah. So that kind of leads us. That leads us to our next uh, vehicle in the garage. Uh, in addition to the 911 GTS, we also got a Taycan GTS. So how do we all feel about the cream color on that car? Because like it's, it's no. like it's like an exterior cream I'm, metallic kind of color with like cream accents and brass inside. That's a lot of cream. No, I no. love it. It looks really? so good. Okay. First yes. of all, you also like the white on white uh, Mustangs we had last year. Cocaine, spec. which I super cocaine spec. Did not Thank like. you. 
So let's just put it that white way. On, we had a white on white? No, yeah. we had a like, quintuple white Mustang. Yeah. So it was like white with like white taillights and white wheels and oh, white goodness. interior. It, so, was, it was like a notch, like a 93 commemorative edition thing. Okay. So they it tragically didn't call it the vanilla ice package. <laughs> so it They just call it ice. It doesn't surprise me that uh, you're a fan of the spec. Okay, hang on. Can I can I backpedal? Really, okay, can I have like an opportunity to defend myself here? Because there no, are people no, out there shouldn't. listening to me right now who think I'm an awful person for liking this. Yeah, white they're right. Mustang. You guys are right. You're right. Um. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad person. Why? 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 why you know, do you some, like someone in my neighborhood has one now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like who actually bought one? Spend the money at sixty four grand on a, a quintuple white Mustang. I'm like that thing looks fucking dope. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, I know it's one of the, it's a guilty pleasure. I know it's bad. I know it's bad. I know I'm bad for liking okay, it. And I, I don't the, care. The white on white, yeah. cool, but like like cream. I'm not big on the color. Oh, have you guys not been following fashion lately? I have been told by many colleagues at my other line of work that cream off white is super super in right now. Okay. I, yeah, it's very I'm, in. It's very fashionable. Well, it's also cream. The Tycon is also cream on beige, tan, oh, tan leather. No. And it also has cream the, on like triple, triple. It also has the <laughs> neodyme, which is Porsche's fancy way of saying gold, uh, interior accents, which I am definitely not a fan of. Oh, you're just wrong, dude. Like. The, the the modern trend that we saw in like the Toyota Crown and some BMWs of like brass or gold or copper or whatever accents, I'm super into it. I love it. Like like I, I'm, I did, I'm over I, chrome. I'm over brushed. This copper stuff, yeah. Okay, give me yeah, that. It's so I good. Saw, when I saw it on the Crown, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that looked pretty wicked too. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's like on the on the Tycon. Uh, Adi stole that for uh, this evening, so I didn't yes. I didn't get a chance to see it, but it uh, looks very good. Yeah. Yeah. But the cream, also the cream on the looks outside, very good. No, no, I, I didn't. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's it's one of those things. It's like it's like the the zircon sand Miata. The that was also a no. No, that's a yes, dude. No, that's man. that's aggressively yes. So with the Tycon, like the photo you guys sent, Rush was standing next to it, and yeah. it made me dislike Rush. Okay, so here's <laughs> I, I, just, I just want to qualify <laughs> talking about uh, my upping beige and and off white. Uh, I'm 32 years old. Just just so we're all on the same page here. I am not a bitter old man. I think the cream yeah. looks very nice, and the zircon sand looks fucking fantastic. Um, we'll we'll talk about zircon sand another day because yeah. I have thoughts yeah. about that and Mazda's color palette for the Miata. But we'll get into that some other day. Um, aside from the color scheme, I do think the Taycan is a pretty solid EV, sporty EV. Y- y- yes. It makes a good first impression. Uh, is it the one EV, because I have yet to fi- find one, where it actually has personality? Actually, I drove the uh, the RS e-tron. Uh, oh, yes. well, they're basically the so, so they're on the same yeah, platform. I find the RS e-tron had a little more personality to it. Did, really? But it, like, I think, it, well, cause, cause, and I could be wrong, and it's been a bit, so I might be a little off base on this, but I feel like it was calibrated just to be a little tighter. It felt more interesting to me. Yeah. I also only spend a few minutes in the Taycan, so I may be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I drove one last year, and I remember thinking, like, wow, this is great it, it it does yeah. the thing of and i forget who said this first it wasn't me but like it, it's an ev that feels like a car that happens to be electric rather uh, than just an yeah. EV. I like that. I like yeah. That. yeah so it's interesting because where the 911 gts doesn't really evoke much of a sense of emotion for me i also find the tycon one of the more 
and engaging EVs money can buy. Definitely. Because you actually do feel things in the steering wheel. You feel things. It is good. It has like a lot of visual presence and and drama and flair. It looks like a million bucks. That's also, it's a very compromised shape. Like the backseat is trash. Yeah. You have like pretty garbage headroom. Your cargo space is compromised. Like trying to park the thing is kind of a pain (laughs) from what I've heard from others. They're they're wide as well. Because they're like chonky, girthy hips. And and that's part of why the car looks like a million bucks. It does. Yeah. Um, Like actually, I think that is actually one of the best looking new cars you can buy. It's so good looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in green. Uh, on green. Unmistakable. Oh. <laughs> uh, Just get out. Yeah. Get out. But it has a, it's an unmistakable look. Like yeah. you, you don't mistake yeah. it for anything else. Yeah. Um, and it still has that, like, it looks like a Porsche. Yeah. It, it def- yeah, so that's the thing. It looks like a Porsche. There's yeah. no like, oh, yeah. they're going off and doing something different. Like, no, that that's very distinctly a yeah. Porsche silhouette. Did uh, does the does the tester we have does it have the uh, and I think this is actually like a package that you buy, but like a sound enhancer thing. It sure does. It, it sounds does. like the Starship Enterprise I in a good way. Love it. Yeah. Yes. I love okay. it. They have implemented okay. it a lot better than other manufacturers have, which we will discuss shortly. Yes. Um. <laughs> By and large, it does remind me a lot of the RS e-tron GT, this sound. Apparently, Audi went through great lengths to differentiate the sound of the RS e-tron from the Taycan. Um, It's a little more subtle than the Audi. From what I've read, uh, one of the sound engineers got his, his main inspiration from a plastic tube being blown through a fan. What? That might be the most German thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So it's a mix of a lot of different things, but I believe his main inspo was a plastic, a plastic tube or a plastic pipe. Okay. okay. So for anybody listening, and we should have a sound clip queued up, but we don't because we're because still Tim figuring out how to do it. Because there. Tim dropped the ball. Damn it, Tim. Um, it sounds good. Like it sounds, it but, but it sounds it's, cool. But, but it sounds like like typical like Starship noises. Wait, are we talking about the RS Etron? Are we talking about the Tycan? the Taycan? The Taycan okay. like really lays it on thick. I found the RS Etron yeah. was a little more subtle, a little more subtle, okay. not yeah. subtle, but more yeah. subtle. Whereas yeah. the Taycan, it's constantly there. It's always on, or at least I didn't turn it off. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's just very like background present. It never yeah. disappears. Yeah, I think it's cool. I'm a big fan of the sound. I think we have a I think we have an interesting relationships with EV and sound in that we we appreciate the sounds, but we also appreciate the cool noises. But yeah, you know, well, like like I said, like if you were deaf, would it be interesting? EVs don't suffer from this. Yeah, like like the the auditory element of a vehicle is so critical to yeah. its to his experience. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, I I would argue like for an EV it. it Kind of is too because even though it's fake, it's uh, it does well, I'm elicit. Not, I, I'm not saying emotion. it's not. I'm not yeah. saying it's not. It's, it's interesting how like all these manufacturers have been trying to find a different ways to yeah. augment what's been lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Internal fair enough. Like we have, what, what was it the Charger or Challenger that you heard the yeah. electric one that you said yeah. sounds terrible that has like a, a speaker based exhaust. Uh, yeah, and it's, then um, bad and not good. And then, yeah, and um, then there's uh, BMW. I haven't heard it in person, but yeah. BMW apparently worked with Hans Zimmer. I yes, think. Uh, but like it's it's they're all kind of the same like Starship Enterprise warp yeah. core noise, just to varying degrees and varying pitches, and they're all trying to hit the same four hundred thirty two megahertz note. Like it's it's <laughs> like there's a target and they're all hitting right. it. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm 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 here for it. Um, by and large, I think the Tycon is a the Tycon GTS is a much better um, overall package, especially for the money. Uh, as tested, it's about two hundred and ten grand. I think it, it. 
I think it's a much better overall package than the other very expensive and very dumb EV that we have uh, this week. And I can already see the steam coming out of Nathan's ears. The jelly bean. The jelly bean with a three-pointed star. The fact that it's a jelly bean is probably the only part of the car that I'm okay with. What? It's Okay, yes. well, hang on. You like all on. the things we don't like. Well, well hold up. No, I, I'm not saying I like it, but I get it. It's an EV. It has to look like a spaceship. It has to be, like, slippery and teardroppy. I get yeah. that. I will forgive Tycon that. Tycon says no. Tycon does say no. Yes, so. but, okay, but the, the... Okay, so let's backpedal. Um, we also have, that Nick forgot to mention at the beginning of the podcast, because it is so forgettable, oh. is a 2023 Mercedes EQS, AMG, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, in black on black on black because of course it is because um, everyone has to be badass in a stupid mm-hmm. EQS AMG and I am not a fan and if I can climb onto a soapbox for a second um, when I was a kid my mom used to work at Mercedes and for whatever my birthday weekend was she would always bring home whatever the new hotness was Aww. and for three years it was an S600 a W140 Ooh, chassis okay, like okay. bank fault like yeah. tank S600. Yeah, and I remember like bombing around in this car for, for the whole weekend. Um, just being impressed by power windows and wood because we were always yeah. driving like pleb spec Fords. Um, <laughs> Side note, did, did, did your Fords smell like old dog food? Oh. I didn't notice so, at the time. I thought that's what car smelled like. <laughs> I was so impressed that the Mercedes didn't smell like dog food. It smelled like leather and wood and like general excellence, yeah, which yeah. I find is lacking in this EQS. Yeah. Um, it is a is a vehicle with a three-pointed star on the front and an S on the back and it should fucking stand for something and on this shit box it doesn't. It is sloppily built. Yep. One of the caps has fallen off the wheels. The windshield is already cracked. On, on the corner, there's no damage. It's just cracked. I've seen a bunch of other Benzes. They're just crappily built. Um, oh, the key fob's faded. Key fob is fading. Yeah. I noticed that too. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Literally like, the first press car that I've had where the key fob's been yeah. faded. Like, the, like, le- like the leather work on the interior is, like, pretty subpar, especially, like, behind yeah. the headrest where yeah. it comes up. Like, it, it's... And we're talking $200,000. It's a $200,000 yeah. Mercedes flagship. It is an ass. It is supposed to be the standard bearer for the rest of the world for decades. That's yeah. what these cars are and were and were supposed to be. And this car is not. Yeah. And I, I fucking hate it. This is the it mark is in a lot of ways. So I feel like they, what, what do they say? The three screens that are one screen is 55 inches the or something like that. That's a $1,000 hyperscreen. Yeah, it's not That's one screen. It's just three it's, screens. Yeah, it's just three yeah. screens. Yeah, which a lot, of, a lot of cars have. Yeah, it's like, frankly BS. Uh, yeah. I, to- I totally agree. I feel like they've like, they're like, this will sell. This will sell. This is all we need to do, and this yeah. will sell. And that's the thing. It's a very here and now gimmicky car yeah. that people have been told to like because it's a Mercedes and it's got like AMG badge and it's got all the stupid stars in the front and the vertical slats and just all the shit you'd expect to just tick off on a TikTok box of like crap that people want to see on a car. More screens, more shit, more wheels, more black, just more garbage. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> I, I will. I the will. only thing that car gets really right is the accent lighting. It's fucking gangster as fuck. Other I, than that, yeah. <laughs> I, I will. Oh, yeah. Mercedes does the whole like. They, uh, they crush that. Night, it's, it's night so club, good. Nightclub yeah. yeah. look. Yeah, right. And um, especially with the silver it, trim and all yeah. that. Yeah. It just, it, like, it bugs me a lot that this brand new $200,000 vehicle that I was supposed to have three months ago and I didn't get because it was broken. So mm-hmm. it's not even mechanically sound. Mm-hmm. Um,. It is visibly in worse condition than the 40-year-old shitbox Berlin taxi Mercedes that I had last year. 
Like and that was that was something. that was a seven thousand dollar car that is forty years old, and it wasn't like immaculately babied or anything. It was my daily driver, and like that car was impeccable. Give us some context about your Berlin taxi. Uh, so for anyone who's nerdy and listening, is there a Mercedes one two three? Um, it was a nineteen eighty one Mercedes two hundred. So it was their like E class midsize sedan type thing at the time. Most of the ones uh, we got were diesels. It's like the old 240D or 300D. This car was a European spec vehicle. So it's just it was just called 200. That was it. Mm-hmm. And I got called on this every time I brought it up. Oh, you mean a, a 240D? No, just just 200. No letters, 200. Yeah. And it was just a simple carbureted gas engine, four-speed stick, cloth seats, crank windows, manual sunroof, like a basic taxi spec Benz. And I adored that thing. And are, it was are, better built than this modern shitbox. How sure are you? that you're 32 years old. (laughs) 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 With the EQS, which that 200 probably didn't have, was 700 pound-feet of torque. Like, that's... Yes. That that was pretty... I got out of that car uh, after driving legal speeds. Um... Did and you break my, your neck on the stupid brake pedal that doesn't fucking work? My, <laughs> I, I hate you my brake feel in that my car. My brain was, yeah, yeah, yeah I totally yeah. agree. Um, but that acceleration or that torque was, that made me a little woozy. Yeah, like, the car's fast, but whatever. We're, yeah, we're, we're in a post-fast world yeah. where everything is fast. That and yeah. then, yeah. and then this is, I'm going to age myself a little bit. I was super impressed by the turning radius. It's got four wheel steering, but like everyone has that now. Like, I don't like, know. I, just, I, was, I thought like, that was great. Nathan, like, I thought you would appreciate that. It's nice, but like my EQE 500 that I had earlier this year, that was a 70, 70 grand cheaper. Yeah. Does all the same stuff. Does all the same stuff. It's still stupidly fast. It's mm-hmm. not quite as obnoxiously overstyled. It doesn't have the dumb hyperscreen for 11,000 extra dollars. I didn't love that either, but I didn't hate it. That made sense to me. Also, Merce- I, I, I was worried about it being a disposable commodity here and now, whatever throwaway piece of shit thing that would have no value in a few years, very much unlike their previous standard bearers. Um, and this EQS AMG just leans harder into that. It's just more disposable, more flash, more throwaway, more garbage, and it's more garbagely built. Mm-hmm. And also, it's an AMG. It's supposed to feel... Uh, it's, an, it's an AMG. It's supposed to be something, and it doesn't feel like... It, it feels exactly the same as the EQB whatever yeah, commuter no, golf cart we had fair enough. last I, year. I, um, also, it's like a ground-up EV. Yeah. But for some... Like, the Taycan does a good job of... Yeah. I think it has charge ports on both sides. Yep. Um, in a good location. Mm-hmm. Uh, the EQS has, like... They're trying to mimic, like, a, a gas tank, and it's only on the rear passenger side from what i saw yeah like that seems weird especially when most people are parking these in a garage and either need like the charger's probably somewhere near the front of their garage yeah and putting it out back is just i found that strange and on the left side where everyone else's charger is it's like a windshield washer fluid fill up thing yeah what wait that's on the outside of the car yeah Yeah. literally i pressed it open so the eqs suv that i had last year same setup that's just weird. Yeah. Like again, this is a ground up EV. Why the compromises? That's strange. On does a hood on, not on, open? On a flagship Benz too. 
I don't think it does. I couldn't figure it out on my EQE. So I figured out how to open it on the EQS SUV. Um, You kind of have to dig for the release, but it's just a bunch of wires in there. Yeah, but why isn't the windshield washer fluid? Why is that disrupting the styling of the exterior? I I, I get the idea of having it be externally mounted so you don't have to open a thing. People are intimidated by opening things. So you don't open the thing. This is better. Um, It's made for the Tide Pod generation, isn't it? For the Tide Pod generation, just like the entire rest of the fucking shitbox. First, something that that builds itself as a flagship of Mercedes's... um, electric lineup it just the interior just misses the mark yeah like, like it's the fit and finish is just garbo it's it's, compared it's, to the it's, it's sloppy the like, yeah the tycon is impeccably crafted yeah. with gorgeous materials right the eqs is like it it, it looks to be like it's very whiz bang it's very whiz bang like the leather leatherette i don't know what the fuck is in it there. looks like it's, it's already wearing yeah. out yeah. it's already getting like scrotomy in the corners and like never look good on the headrest in the first place yeah and the entire dashboard is glass and anyone can do glass like, like, fuck off. Like, yeah, get out of here. It's, just it's really screens. not that impressive. And yeah. to be honest, like, looking at um, S-classes, like, they're, they feel like they're in a different league. And they shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, the yeah. EQS should should be the yeah, one who's, be, like, taking the It should be the electric the version baton. of the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. It yeah. baffles me that, that Mercedes just didn't simply release an electric version of the S-class. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that that would have been much much more befitting of a of the flagship moniker. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like like the um, I I briefly drove an S five eighty a couple weeks ago, and like so it, it's the big fire breathing angry V eight, right? And it's silent. Like even yeah. when you're like revving it in park, it yeah. is silent. Yeah. It is just like a fan blowing. Right. So like that would make a, a lot of sense interior. for electrification yeah. mm-hmm. because you're already trying to hide from the fact that it's a gas car in the first place. Just right. do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't get with the, like one thing I like about the, the, the Taycan and even the, uh, the RSE Tron is that their interiors are not too far deviated from a traditional car. Yeah. Uh, whereas. No, I, I, I find that the. I find that the Tycon's interior, as lovely as it is, it is a bit of a departure from an from a from what we're used to in terms of uh, in terms of automotive design. Uh, I feel like the RS e-tron is much closer to what we're used to. And, yeah, okay, that's and, yeah, fair. I give you that. Yeah, it, and that kind of boils down to one simple fact: it has a physical buttons for the climate control. Yeah, no, yeah. fair enough. But both of those compared to this EQS. Oh yeah, those feel. Much more conventional, much nicer, much more better, much better built. Yeah, and I don't get why manufacturers like Mercedes and like many others think that we're asking for different when yeah. we're well, asking what we're really asking yeah. for is just an electrified S class. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a case of like, well, they, they don't know what to do. How do we differentiate? How do we give our car a character and differentiate it from everything else? If everyone is making the same golf cart, the same teardrop shaped golf cart. Yeah. Because they all have to be that shape to be aerodynamically efficient. And they all have to hit the same notes and have more screens. And they have to lean into the technology mm-hmm. thing because it's electric. And that's what it's supposed to be because that's what Elon said. Um, yeah, but it's that's like, what Instagram said. It's like an S-class, Elon said it first. And, S-class and, and, owner asking for 500 plus kilometers of range. Do they care? Like, uh, Or I, they just want I think serenity? The, I, I think the range is important. Uh, like like the technical yeah. like competence and mastery is like a cornerstone of what made the S and S. Yeah, fair. Superb. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's for superb. <laughs> or whatever the German word for superb is. But I, I feel like just this is just, just a lot of whiz-bang gimmickry just to do something, to capture anything. Yeah, I, I think we're all unanimous in that it's a, it's, it's a fail. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, it, it's, just, it's just such a letdown. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, not something that I would be spending the fictional two hundred thousand um, dollars. Yeah, because I certainly don't have that. Um, I'd much rather spend that on. Well, I know you guys wouldn't, but perhaps that nine eleven. <laughs> I wouldn't spend that money that that money on the nine eleven either. Give me okay. If I had two hundred grand to drop on a very fancy, very very expensive kind of sporty ish coupe, give me an LC five hundred, and with that extra money, I'll buy an ND Miata. Oh, always a Miata. Two coupes. <laughs> One's convertible. Mm, fair. Uh, I feel like the move is like an IS500 and a Miata. That's slightly more practical. Yeah. <laughs> or a Z4. I really, a Z, for 200 grand, a Z4 and an IS500. Thank you. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the move. You got a lot of driveway space, eh? No. Yes. <laughs> Two cars, whatever. If you can afford to park that stupid behemoth and get a charging port, you, you probably you're have space not, for another car. You're not getting car. rid of the Beetle. I love my Beetle. <laughs> but if I have 200 grand, no, I'm not selling the Beetle pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I don't think I'd ever be spending $200,000 on a car, even if I had the money. I uh, There's a lot of old stuff that I just like, and I think my money would end up there. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Especially with the way like EVs have been, like we've seen that, like just falling off of a cliff depreciation-wise. Like, yeah. So why would you drop 200 grand on one? To, so it's going to be 130 the next year. Like you're just pissing money straight down a toilet so as to not buy gas like fuck off i can't fathom how poorly the eqs will age oh it'll it'll yeah it's gonna Jesus. even its design language is gonna yeah. die yeah. so fast like amg's already like fall off a cliff depreciation wise now throw a eight billion dollar battery pack into it like ugh, no <laughs> yeah jeez yeah. well i think that just about uh brings us to the end um what do we got next week Next week, we have a Range Rover Autobiography SV Ooh. that is coming back into the fleet. We have had oh. the privilege of already reviewing it. It's just coming back home because I'm actually not sure why. Some scheduling delight that I'm not going to argue about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a, I have a Mini Countryman S Untamed Edition. Un- yeah. yeah. We have a Ford F-150 Raptor R next week, if my memory serves oh, correctly. We? Yes, we okay, do. I'm very curious about that. <laughs> I'm very curious as to how much Raptor it'll be over the regular Raptor. Yeah, so, more Raptor. One R more. Raptor R. <laughs> Raptor R. For men. You'll have to let us know if it has the floppy knob in it. I'm sure it has a floppy knob. Good it's an F one fifty. They all have floppy knobs. Yeah, it's a way to go. It's just a, a, a floppy knob. <laughs> and on that bombshell, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, it's been a slice. Uh, we will see you next week. Um, and before we sign off, uh, be sure to follow us on socials at doubleclutch.ca. And um, yeah. Like, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, or pretty much wherever else. You it really does go a long podcast. way to rate and engage, Bump. and like it bumps us up, and we really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone.